It's beginning to feel a lot like Pressmas. Welcome to the Press Conference Podcast. My name is Philip, and I'm here with David May. What's going on? Not much. What's happening? <laughs> hey. That's, not too bad. That's so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's keep let's it going. Keep it going. <laughs> We've got May back. Welcome back, May. Hey, sorry for being away. Um, COVID took it out of me, but I'm back and back ready to go. Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, you must have been pretty bad. I think a lot of people are getting COVID or just sick really bad. Yeah, um, I have beef with whoever goes to shows sick. So don't do that because it, it sucks. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a Fallout Boy fan. It was probably a Limp Bizkit fan. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blame the Limp Bizkit fans. It's all good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, what's been going on? What's everyone been doing? Not much, same as last week, kind of just winding up for the year. You can't shake your head on a podcast day. People can't shake my head. <laughs> <laughs> really just winding it down. This is the last prop episode of the year. Yeah. It's been quick. Uh, big second half of the year for us. It's been a, a massive year. Um, thoughts? I mean, we've just done those two episodes uh, reviewing what's been happening from gigs and, and albums and stuff, but as a whole... What are we? Are we passing this year? Or are we failing this year? I think it's a pass. What do you think? Passing. Yeah, yeah pass. You saw your two, <laughs> two favourite <laughs> this year, so it kind of want to be a pass. It's a big pass. I yeah, think. I've seen three of my favourite artists, so it's a pretty good year. Very cool. Very good. Yeah, I was. I was saying, like in the last twelve months, other than the Cure, I've seen my top five favourite bands. Um. Which I think is pretty cool. That's pretty impressive, especially after the last few yeah. years that we've had, and like seeing one of them's my cam, pretty cool. Can I be? Can I be real with you guys? You know what's actually terrifying me for the end of this year and going into next year? Twenty twenty four marks five years since the last full year we had before the pandemic and COVID. Now that feels like a crazy thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, pretty insane. I didn't really think about it. That's wild. Where's the time gone? I guess we've been sitting here for a little while doing this. <laughs> a few thousand oh, hours. Jesus, tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours have we done? We've done a lot of hours. Yeah, just over two and a half thousand, I think, something like that. What are you talking about? We've done two and a half thousand hours of podcasts. Yeah. Have we really? Something like that, around two. I can't remember. It's a lot That's of shit crazy. talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, well, I mean, looking back at the year, I mean, we, we've done the gigs, we've done the albums and the EPs. Uh, May, I mean, I hope you did get a chance, but had you listened to the episode that we did? Yes, I have. Did we, did, did we do justice to uh, any of your takes? Is there anything you want to kind of, the, the mic's yours to tell us we were wrong on anything? <laughs> No, I think you've done justice. It was it was good. I, I was a bit surprised about your thoughts on the Holding Absence album. But Ooh. other than that, um, no, you've done justice. I think if I was on, I probably would have babbled on about so much for Stardust. So it's probably yeah, a good thing. Give it a, we didn't give it a lot of time at all, did we? Like it kind of went right by. This is why I was yeah. saying, Dave, we, we needed some balance. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did. It's fine. Um. But no, so that's it. That's any. That's any things we you don't think we uh, did justice for. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. 
So what? Um, so we'll get into episodes of the year. So what's your? What was your favorite episode of the year, guys? Do you have one? Mate? I really one? liked my episode. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you joke, but, but it's so true. <laughs> but also, I liked the um, Valentine's mixtape episode that you guys done. I thought it was cool that we got suggestions from other people for it and maybe yes. it could be something we bring in for next year. I really want to do that, just saying. Yep. I think we can do better. Yeah. That was definitely Phil's baby. And that was actually a lot That was honestly, good. you know how much I tried to push that May and Dave was like, fuck. Yeah, all right. Like <laughs> let's let's get let's get let's go with it and see how it goes. It didn't do very well. Numbers weren't great. But it's 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 a base, and we tried something new, and let's do it again. Let's run it back. Yeah, it can only get better. Yeah, I think so too. It can only get better. Exactly. <laughs> it can only get better. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've done well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What about you guys? What was your favorite episodes of the year? You go down. Um, I think it's got to start. Obviously, getting Jeremy from Touche on is really, really cool. But I really enjoyed the chats that we had with uh, the boys from Cordiform and Finding Better Health because they kind of just went into a bit of depth on how they make their music. And and one of the things Phil and I talk about is how much we've learnt um, about music and about these bands through that. So those two are the standouts for me. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard. It's really hard to pick a favorite, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I was the one to put this forward that we should do this, so <laughs> it's hard that I don't quite have a definitive answer either. Look, I think the Jeremy Pod is just such a special moment. Um, especially Dave, you and I have spoken like at length about mm-hmm. it. We got up on like fucking in the early AM to to get on a call, um, to have one of your idols turn around and say, "Hey, I, I don't have a time limit. Let's just talk shit." Um, that was just really special. Um. But I think to that point, I think the few episodes that really stand out to me, definitely the Finding Better Health one in particular out of all the bands we had. Not that I didn't love all the bands we had on, but that convo, uh, convo in particular, I mean, we're just on the same wavelength, <laughs> those guys. Not that I'm not on the, with the other guys, but like I felt like that conversation, I just got so much out of it and just hearing them talk about the tracks that they brought, um, just I thought it was really great. And the way that they like kind of talk about writing music and, and how they compose things, I'm just like, wow, that, that was incredible. So um, that's probably one. But I also really loved um, the things we tried, like Dave, our, our um, the pre-grand final episode that we did in person. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think that's also one that I'm like, you know what, that was a lot of fun. Um, I know that we didn't quite get the video off the ground, uh, which, would have, which would have been cool because, you know, we, we recorded that whole thing. But um, I think just doing a pod in person just really stuck with me. Um, yeah, and I love that. Hopefully we'll do another one soon. Hopefully. Actually, hey, we should actually, no, yep, we should definitely do one soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk, talk shop while we're recording. <laughs> um, were there any other standout ones or are they kind of the main ones, do we reckon? Yeah, I think the um, the Macca's Method mixtapes were really cool as well, so you get a bit of insight into collection. Yeah. So I think... I'd like to to kind of put it out to some some of the listeners to see if they'd like to do one, maybe early yeah. next year. Yeah, Spin for sure. I, I also really loved the um, that we did our fifty episodes. I think that was a really cool one to do, um, and it was the first proper probably proper time that we've just brought people in on our format when it comes to how we talk to like pickups and 
you know, we talked to a record and things like that. Like I, I thought that was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, and also the label guys that we had on like Pikey, Alex, uh, Sean, I thought they were really cool as well because we got uh, like three different experience, like insights across different labels and how people work with things. And, um, I really enjoyed those as well. Yeah, me too. Actually, there's not an yes. episode I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, they're all really good. Um, great. So we're well. coming up to the end of 2023. <laughs> so I know we've kind of touched on a couple of things for next year, but um, yeah, let's officially go through what we're uh, kind of looking forward to for, for next year. We can do a bit of a round the room for this bad boy. Yeah, if you want to. Do you want to start? Yep. I'm going to start with something that's happening early next year. Um, and it starts with the Casey record dropping January 12th. We are less than a month away, people, to new Casey, um, like a new full-length Kelsey, uh, Casey record. Um, that is a long, that's been a long time coming, I feel, even regardless, even before they uh, announced their return. So I think that's something that, I mean, the start of the year, and I won't talk through all of them, but the start of the year is stacked with new records already. Yep. Um, and I feel like this time next year, we're going to be talking about some of those records. Without being too biased. <laughs> yep. All right, you go, May. What have you got forward to look Um, I'm looking forward to his albums, Neck Deep's new album. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, I haven't really <laughs> looked into um, other <laughs> artists releasing new music. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I like uh, can, Neck Deep's Neck Deep new record, singles. That Neck Deep record is a week after... Casey, like crazy. Yeah. Like January is stacked. It's very stacked. So I'll talk about the next one that's coming out in in Jan. So I'm keen for both of those records, but Bloom's dropping their first full length in January as well. That's in February. That's right. <laughs> it's in February. Sorry. I'm like you, May. I try not to look for, forward further than like 10 days. Yeah, that's how much my brain can take. So, um, I'm super keen for that though. There's a couple of other things kind of popping up too. Those three records are going to be like epic, in my opinion. I hope so. I can't think of a better way to start the year. Can you? Um, oh, here we go. MCR five. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. I, can I be a hater here? I don't think MCR is ever going to release new, new music again. Yeah, I don't think so either. Do we talk about this? Am I getting deja vu right now? Do we talk about this sometime? I feel like we always talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <it's probably> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> The hope's always there. Um, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I can't think of much more music. I mean, I'm, I'm looking a little bit further, but that's probably the extent of new music I've really looked at. Um, but what I am excited for are some shows next year. So I think Taylor Swift coming over is going to be a massive one. Um. I've been like waiting for them for a very long time. Um, and I think they're just going to be special. I just can't wait. You guys are going to hear me talk about it nonstop up until and after Feb. Fair enough. It's a big week too. That's fine. <laughs> like Lauren still doesn't have tickets. So I'm be dropping her off at the G so she can listen, I guess. I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, the nights that I don't have tickets for, I'm low key, like thinking of going and just listening at the front. I think there are going to be a lot of people doing that. Just in some like group chats I'm in with uh, like Facebook pages, uh, a lot of people are planning to just go and listen. Yeah, I feel for you, man. Oh, well, Dave, make your jokes. I see you. <laughs> but before Swifty comes out, 
or is it simultaneously blink blink it's kind of like i think just before but it runs through at the same time it's going to be absolute chaos in some of these precincts yeah um super keen for blink rise against very good uh openers yeah i'm very excited for blink as well i think that's my first gig for the year so it's a little bit of a wait but yeah it'll be good blink's going to perth aren't they yeah, yep. We've got two North, shows. Yeah, right. I'm only going to one, though. But, yeah, it's cool. Perth's finally getting something. I don't know how you do it, Phil, with all the... Do you go on a one blink or two? Uh, I've got tickets to two. Uh, but, honestly, I'm reconsidering a lot at the moment. So, I think I'm probably just going to go to the one show. Yeah. It's just hard to travel to and from Melbourne all the time. You should just move. Uh, and I think I've been I've I've been super lucky the last year that a lot of things have either been spaced out properly or I've like it's around other things that I've got on. I think out of COVID, like I had friends having celebrating big birthday milestones and getting engaged and getting married and stuff, and it's all kind of worked. Whereas now it's kind of like I've got maybe two or three things in Melbourne this year, <laughs> um, so I think it's just getting a bit hard and. Um, you know, gotta gotta grow up and try and buy a house one day, maybe. So, yeah, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to rethink a few things, and, and that's one of them. Yeah, they they're big ticket or big cost tickets too. Like jams like 180, yeah. like you're looking at 300 minimum for Taylor Swift. So it's kind of hard to do it all, isn't it? Look, I think um, look, if anything, I know this is probably a. a I'm sure other people have different point of views, but with Taylor Swift coming over, I think knowing that she's only doing two cities, uh, I can't imagine her doing like a run of shows like this again for a very, like a while. Um, now that she's kind of set this as the standard, like I think it's going to be a long time before they come back. Not that I don't think Blink might come back sooner. They, prob- they probably won't, but I feel like just Taylor Swift is just, it's going to be on another level. So that's kind of one that I'm prioritizing. That's fair. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen, I mean, I've seen both of them quite a few times, but like I've seen Blink at like heaps. And I know it's not the same lineup and all that um, without Travis in the past, but um, yeah. Yeah, you do you, bro. Mm. Unpopular take. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, people are cool to have the chance to go to two Taylor Swift shows or however many you've got. So um, <laughs> to one, basically. Just just one at the moment, tentative on, on the yeah. second. Uh, but before that, uh, the Acacia Strain, Dying Wish and Volatile Ways are coming out in Jan. So yeah. that's my first gig and it's like a month away now. So yeah. you got rescheduled, they got a new drummer. So I'm super keen to see how that, that works. I've got an upgraded venue. So I'll be hitting Bay City Burrito beforehand. Oh, true. I'm so devil. I'm going to miss that. So yeah, do could have been your album album of the year, followed up by the tour. I know. Oh, look, I, I'll, I, I meant the Melbourne show more yeah. so. Uh, I'm, I'm currently contemplating. They're playing in, in Sydney because I've got a wedding at the start of Jan. I'm in Jan, I'm in Melbourne, but the wrong dates for that. So it's kind of like all my good luck's come to an end. <laughs> but I mean, but in Penrith, the Acacia Strain and Dying Wish are playing the same night in Penrith as Amity, Alpha Wolf and that tour. Um. I haven't got tickets to the Acacia Strain. I already have tickets to Elf Wolf, um, Amity and Elf Wolf, uh, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to kind of ditch that to go to. Use your, use your logic. I just think it's it's internationals. Like, use your Swifty logic. 
Well, yeah, it's true. And I mean, Dying <laughs> Wish, like, this is their first time here, right? Oh, probably not. Dying Wish is yes. Acacia's Trains, no. No, Tommy, yeah, Dying Wish is first time. And I love that record. As I said, I think I gave it number three, did I, last week? Um, so, yeah. I'll probably do that. Yep. And then after all that craziness, you and I go on, on a bit of a trip. We're hitting the road, baby. Hitting the air. I'm not driving anywhere. All right. <laughs> all right, Dave. What? Anyways, new Bloomfest uh, in March is going to be absolutely off its fucking rocket. Absolutely. Touche more, no pressure, citizen movements. Soft cult, flesh water. Flesh water. Blind girls. Better half. Blind girls. It's, it's fucking so many cool bands, but like that's going to be awesome. And I'm so stoked that we're doing that. I'm so keen. Cheeky weekender. It's going to be awesome. I'm really going to show my age uh, when we get back. It's all going to be absolutely dead. I tell you what, I think we just need to, to be smart about this. Fuel up appropriately. Drink a proper amount of water. We sit during the bands that we want to sit. And we just take care of ourselves. That's, it's, that's all it is. I'll bring the Voltaire. I'm not going to let that straight edge life get to you, Dave. <laughs> hey, no, that's not the problem. It's the old the old joints. That's going to be the problem. So the old joints. I'll be on the Voltaire. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Carry on. Hey, anyone got any DP in this joint? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sick. That's... Ooh, do you have anything else, May? Um, I have... A couple of shows. Um, on the 1st of March is Hot Mulligan. Nick and I finally got tickets for that because there was a venue upgrade. That's we cool. missed out um, when they first went on sale. And it was mm-hmm. kind of just one of those like, oh, we'll get tickets when we get them. And then they just sold out. And we're like, oh, shit. Um, and then there was like 50 people waiting on Tixel. So I was like, oh, will we ever get them? And then, yeah, we've got a venue upgrade. So I grabbed them straight away the other day. Um nice. And then also um, at the end of March, as I mentioned before, we've got Neck Deep, Knuckle Puck and Drain at Alley Pally in London. That's going to be sick. I'm so jealous about that. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited for that show. We're also thinking about going to um, see Normandy, uh, but that's like two days after we get to London and don't know how jet lagged we're going to be. And then when we come back, we've got a gig like two days after we're back from the UK and that's Simple Plan, Boys Like Girls, We The Kings and Jax. And I'm very excited to see We The Kings because they're one of my favourite bands. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, that tour. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Although the one thing that really annoyed me about that was I bought a ticket. They were like, last last tickets, there's 25 left in Sydney. So I'm like, fuck, I better buy one. Number one, that was an expensive fucking tour. Uh, yeah, yeah. Firstly. Secondly, like two days later, bring me a like, hey, we're gonna do, we're gonna tour the same weekend in Sydney. So now I've got like simple plan, and then bring me the night after, and then bring me said, hey, we're gonna announce another show. So now I'm saying, bring me simple plan and bring me in three night, three days. Um, I'm talking about prioritizing and, and trying to save money. I'm not gonna, I'm not for if it's a top five favorite band for me, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like not do do the best I can. Um, and I'm, that just pissed me off because then what they did, they like two like two weeks after the Bring Me shows got announced, they said, "Hey, we're going to actually play in Sydney two weeks later at the end of the tour run." So like, fuck me, like what a pain in the ass. But anyways, anyways, you can't complain about seeing Bring Me multiple times when we don't get them at all over here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
All right. Anyone no one will go. With any, no one will uh... go anyway. So you, be, so you bring me by yourself as well. No, fuck, it's fine. What do you... I, I think I'm at, I'm at a point now where I actually don't mind going to gigs on my own. No, I mean, yeah, no one else will be there either. Yeah, I'm fine with that's that. Fine. That's what I mean. It'll be better. Cause... Wait, what do you mean no one else yeah, is going to be there? Because it's Sydney. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's real funny. <laughs> so what do you think about this news that came out, that uh, video that's going around about bring me in all those issues and the delays? What video? Where they Where there's... Rumors going around that Josh has been kicked out of the band, and he's holding the record hostage. Jordan. 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 There's no way Jordan's been kicked out of the band, is it? There's been rumors, yeah, that he hasn't played with them since August, I think. And um. And he's got no pro- yeah. What? He's got no producer um credits on any of the new songs. There's no way. Wow, yeah. really? And there's like a post. That Ollie did on his story, like a like a caption meme thing that says, "Prayers go out to those people in positions they don't they're forced to be in, or something like that." This really cryptic message. Okay, okay, I'm keeping. I'm on Twitter. What is going on? This is wild. There's no way. Oh, that's brutal. Because he honestly, he's and his missus has unfollowed everyone in the band on Instagram. And their wives oh, wow. and partners and stuff. And there was something else. He was he was kicking up because he was about the pay distribution. So he felt like he Well, I'll be honest with you, and this is like he is honestly such a big part of the reason why they have been so I think progressive and real and, and great at their songwriting. Like when he came on, that's when things blew up. Like they were already a big band and getting like bigger, but he is so important to their success in my opinion. Well, he writes most of the stuff. Um, I understand. He Aaron? writes a lot of it. It's like him, Ollie, and yeah, he writes heaps of it. Like, one of oh my god! Yeah, so that's so I brutal. You'd be all over that top five band. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've been on the sesh since like Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I and I have uh, not been keeping up with much. <laughs> that's fair. Well, you can digest that. Oh, later. That's real sad. You know what I also found out today? Apparently, Paramore are like now their record label. Apparently there were some posts that they put up maybe. I don't know. So this is more stuff I don't know. But apparently their label contract's up and now they're actually taking a, a more indefinite hiatus than they have in the past. Have you heard that? No. I did see that there was like a screenshot from an um, article and they kind of like had cut it so it was like clickbait and then like once oh, so that, you read fake, more... I'm not too sure. I haven't really looked into it because I've been all over some Fallout Boy vinyl drama, so I've been looking at that more than anything else. Um, yeah, it's been pretty big on Twitter, so I've been dealing with that. That drop was wild. What's, what's it? What's... Yeah, I know. Absolutely wild. I feel for you. How, um, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm sick of all these haters out here telling me that Folly Do is not that good, yet they drop like 2,500 and everyone's like, oh my God, I need the anniversary. I'm not talking about you, mate. I'm talking about some other haters. Name names. Just, um, um, just general people that say Folly Do's crap and I, I call bullshit. But they like to make money. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have seen the recent tweet where they kind of like um, quote retweeted a fan and kind of um, blasted them for bringing up issues with the merch store. And I don't know if it's like 
their media manager or if it's someone actually in the band. But it was pretty passive aggressive. And um, when was this? Oh, here we go. A couple of days ago. This was not from the Manhead merch store. So please stop putting them on blast. Universal kept a small amount of their own stores and didn't have a limit on how many copies people could buy. Manhead implemented a two vinyl limit in the store, blah, blah, blah. God damn. And for context, if no one knows what's going on, um, someone (laughs) tweeted that they had purchased, they set up a bot to purchase 55 copies and then um, bragged about how much profit they would make from selling these vinyl that they had brought for 25 US dollars to sell at 250 on eBay. So there's a whole lot of drama going on at the moment. But, yeah, bands like making money, so that's what's going to happen. They're not going to fix it. That's not going to change, unfortunately, but half of it's a label anyway. So you see all the universal drops that came out, like Limp Bizkit, Thrice, Thursday. Bands don't get any of that, unfortunately. I just don't understand why. Can't they just be like, for some, when bands are that big, like Foil Boy, that big, right? Open pre-order. I don't buy for one second that these just, they printed 2,500 and they're like just all they have. Bullshit. I don't want to hear that. There's no way. Open pre-order for big bands, right? I get smaller bands, want to create hype and that's how they like this and that. I get it. But when a band's that big, just open pre-order. People are going to fucking buy it in the masses anyway and make it 90 bucks. Who gives a fuck? Like if a fan wants it, they'll still buy it. Like you make your money, but just open pre-order when it's that big, in my opinion. True. I mean, maybe, yeah, I don't know. The issue also is like they kind of pre warned everyone that it was going to be released, which is good in a way, instead of having the random midnight drops that you miss out on because you're asleep. Mm. But then that's what these resellers are like, oh, fuck yes, I'm going to cash in on this and set it up. And so, yeah, the fans miss out. So there's like pros and cons of both ways. Like, yeah, we miss out if they just randomly drop it like they do. But then also we lose it to the resellers when they let people yeah. know. And then you stay awake for like hours on until early in the morning and you miss out. So that's a Fair. that's really fun. <laughs> I feel you. Well, hopefully copies of that come up somewhere and you can get a copy that's not too expensive. Yeah, don't sell it to me for like $400. Yeah. Hopefully they cancel those 55 orders because they should be able to just pick that up straight away. I'm hoping so, and this guy that's bragging about it also purchases Taylor Swift stuff, so I'm thinking the Swifties will start coming for him as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully oh, trust his me, the business. Swift, the Swifties are probably all over him already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I've, 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 um, it's been funny. So I entered a Taylor Swift merch buy swap thing in for Australia only, right? And you know how Facebook's now got this function where if you're in pages, you can create messenger groups? Yeah. There's literally like all these messenger groups that is like restock page with chatting, restock page without chatting, Melbourne night one, Melbourne night two, Sydney night three, blah, 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 all these chats. So I ended up with being in like six or seven chats of Taylor Swift. And I'm telling you right now, like I knew the fandom was crazy, but they, I don't know what they do. Now I know that there's obviously a lot of people who like Taylor Swift fans that are really young, but what are these people doing for work? How, how do they, how are they on this shit 24 seven? I don't know how they do it. Mad respect. The shit's not cheap, but they just get it. I don't, I don't, it's wild. Credit cards. Wild. Yeah. After pay. A friend of a friend crazy like 30K on tickets just trying to get what, to, what? to Taylor Swift concerts. Just 
loaded up the Amex and and just and he's just thirty grand. Yeah. Your friend. friend of a friend. Oh. Yeah, buying like maximum amounts of like the twelve hundred dollar tickets because they're gonna people are gonna buy them and they're just like getting what so they get whatever crazy. they want. That's crazy. We can't even get into the the cart of the lobby to try and even select something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um, well, moving on to some other stuff. So obviously, that bring me the horizon to where I'm really keen for. Um, sleep token. I'm gonna put it out here so everyone can hear it. Those new masks suck. Hey, that Saruman would not like that. They look like they smell. They're, they look like smelly people now. They look like smelly metalheads. Before they were a bit cool, but those new masks, like I look at them and I'm like, they fucking need some deodorant. They look yeah. gross. It's actually gross. They look like they're going to march out of Mordor. Yeah, and guess what? I bet you Mordor doesn't smell good, mate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the men I'll tell you what, man. They're, they're old. They're old. They're old. Like fucking fit was was at least a bit cool, you know. A little bit blackface, but whatever. Uh, but like this stuff just sucks. That's fine. Uh, I'm not for it, and I tell you right now, I'm I'm really finding it hard to be excited to see them with Bring Me next year. But if you stand far enough back, you won't be able to see the masks. Yeah, but I probably fucking smell them, <laughs> and all the fucking sleep token seems in the pit. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, no. Moving on to some positive stuff though. Uh, really keen for Casey coming back to Australia to bring a full mm-hmm. circle. Uh, the is it June? Yeah, July. July with Dayseeker, um, Landon from the plotting you in Inertia. That's going to be really cool, and I think they're playing some pretty cool rooms. Yep. Mm. Yep. Um, so holidays. So you guys, what do you guys? Got, oh, I had some more well, stuff. Keep going then. Oh well, I was keen, I'm, and this is like I'm hopeful for, but I really want Fred again to come okay. back. I, I really want to see Saving Face come to Sydney. And I'm really excited for part three of the Spider-Verse movie. <laughs> hey, wait, we're talking about whatever. What are you excited about? I don't know. Getting through Christmas. Getting through this episode. <laughs> 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 right, I'm hopeful. I've got a hopeful return. I will tour. I'm hoping that the main bring their Sweet 16 tour to Australia. Um, they've been doing a bit of a little errors tour over in the US and we'll be going to Europe so I'm hoping that they bring it here and we get a couple of cool set lists and stuff like that um is Sweet 16 just like their 16 years as a band and they're just celebrating that or is it something that I'm missing no yeah it's the 16 years of them as a band that's cool that's cool yeah that would be really cool my hopefuls are always the same. They're like old bands that are going to come back out. So they've got to pull up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? So um, but Christmas is upon us. It's like a week away. Uh, so what are you guys' plans over the silly season? you got holidays, gigs. What's in the works? Oh, I, I will be coming down to Melbourne on Thursday. Uh, and I'll be there for like two weeks, I think, maybe. I'm not quite sure. Um, and then I'll come back for a bit because I have to work uh, in the office the second week of Jan. And then I'm back in Melbourne for five days before a wedding. Um, but honestly, like uh, on Friday night, I got tickets to the Thornhill show in Chelsea Heights Hotel in Melbourne. Um, I'm still 50-50 on that, depending how tired I am after I drive down. 
Uh, but Saturday is going to be the big one. Um, the what we did on the weekend charity show at Stay Gold, featuring good friends, Saving Face. Um, keen to see Clay J. Gladstone, Bench Cup, a few other bands. Um, that's like my main gigs, I think, for the rest of the year. What about you guys? Uh, I'm the same as you. Not I'm not going to Melbourne, but <laughs> going to be at the charity <laughs> show. Um, but that's pretty much it. Laying low, got a week off at the start of yeah. next year, so got to work in between yeah, nice. which will be fine nice what about you may um not a lot christmas is pretty not stressful but um a bit busy for us because we drive up to perth christmas eve spend the night up there and then come back christmas day yeah and yeah so we're, we're two hours away from perth if you don't know and it's a bit of a just long day for us but we both don't want to miss out on Christmas with our families. So we've done it for years now, but um, yeah. it's just one of those days. It's just long. And, um, yeah, but other than that, nothing. Um, we were looking at going to a gig on New Year's Eve. Uh, Sly Withers playing. There's a few other bands and artists playing as well. But, again, two hours away. Don't really want to drive home after it. Um, you crush a car after you see them. No. <laughs> they might they might might they might do that hard cover of December. Who knows? Yeah, look, that wasn't good. I did say that to Nick. I wasn't um Fuck. impressed with that. But um yeah, it they they're one of our favorite bands. Um and the drummer is leaving, so that's his last show with them. So we were considering going, but dunno. Why is he leaving? I, I don't know. You can't play the drum part of December. <laughs> they got an acoustic band before. They, they love the they love that cover. They're like, we should just only do this. <laughs> no, I actually don't hate Slow with this. No, they're good. I just like. Are I, you I, sure? I, I like to lap it up. <laughs> that is a bad cover, and like they don't help them. They don't help themselves. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I try. That that song that um, Nick had on his mixtape, or was it your you? I listen to that. I, I sing that. I find myself singing that song Bogan all the time. Bougainvillea? Yeah. Or what did you say? Bougon. Whatever. Bougon, <laughs> <Bougain>, voila. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, I actually find myself singing that song all the time. I hate it. Yeah. But, but they're not That's bad. the best song. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and I think, yeah, Dave will catch up next week. But we should try and tee up actually an in-person pod. Yeah, we should. If we have time. Uh, or, or a topic. Or a topic, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll figure something out. I think I'm, I'm actually excited about next year. Like we've both been looking at like equipment and things like that to do more in-person pods next year, whether it be from Sydney or Melbourne. So I think uh, that's going to be a fun part of next year, I think, trying to navigate that. Yeah, we'll try and, and try and record that. one at 10,000 feet on the, on the flight, flight from Sydney oh, to Brisbane. We totally do that. <laughs> It'll just be us laughing as we're trying to do the intro, and then it'll be like, please prepare for landing. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> no, the pilot will crash the plane. He's like, I can't bear this anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Anyways. Um, all right. Um, so, latest pickups. Have you guys had any <laughs> mail arrive in the last couple of weeks? Nothing at all. Um, it's been you pretty quiet. Oh, I already spoke, yeah, I spoke about that already, but yeah, yeah, um, no, we haven't had anything come in 
in the last couple of weeks, been pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you guys? I've had quite a bit, actually. I've had quite a bit come in. Um, look, I think I'll just, I'll go through a few, <clears throat> but the ones I'm, one I'm really keen on, I got the, uh, the Summit Distro's Hand of Mercy, The Glory Days, which has the two EPs on it. Um, that was one of my favorite EPs growing up, so I'm finally stoked that I got that. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, what some other things I got recently, I picked up Fred again, one actual life one, which I was really happy with, um, as well as feel something. Um, I got a, I got a, a black copy of that, um, just cause you never see it at retail. So I thought, fuck, I might pick that up and just like that guy off, uh, for boy Twitter. Um, but today I picked up some, some cool stuff. I had a delivery from the 2400 sale. Um, I got, uh, Valis Alps cleave, uh, which is a bit of a, like a, a, a synth house kind of uh, poppy record that I really like from them. I got into Shikari's new record. I got knuckle pucks, new record. I got one of the Acacia strain records and I got the new chamber record. Um, but to cap it off, I got the smash copy of Fantasia famish by Agnes manners out of stiff cut. And that is the most beautiful smash record I ever have gotten. The gold is so vibrant. Um, it's just incredible. So I've never seen anything like it. So I've had a few good pickups lately. Very cool. Nice. I've had, th- I've had you, three things come in. Um, oh, I actually had one more, but I'll talk to you about Okay. It. I'll do my last one because I think they tie together. Um, so I picked up the uh, Dead Guy EP Screaming with the Dead Guy Quintet, which is a 10-inch. And I was looking into it. It's what? No, I'm just thinking, what's the EP called? Screaming with the Dead Guy Quintet. And the band called yeah. Dead Guy? Have you seen um, Family Guy when when they, Peter's watching the movie and they like they say the name of the movie in the movie and he's like ah they said it yeah. <laughs> sorry that's all that went through yeah. my head <laughs> and now you made me tell that story on, on my oh, that's so um, and uh, so friend of the pod <clears throat> Webby also sold me his spare passion fruit copy of Two Slows This Body's a Rental so I'm Ooh. super stoked that he oh, had nice. a spare because I was silly and decided not to get that when it first dropped. You've been sleeping a bit lately on some I've stuff. been trying to be good. You've yeah. been good. You've been very good. And then um, Santa bought something early. So he bought me Actual Life 1 by Fred again, which I was absolutely stoked Ooh. about because I didn't realize there was stock around still. And I think I was talking to you about it, Phil. That's, one of, that's his best sounding record on vinyl. From vinyl point of view, I because I picked up mine up, and and it's funny that because Santa spoke to me about what to maybe get you, and we're looking for a spiritual quamp, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, couldn't find anywhere. And then I, I thought about Fred again, and I knew that you needed that. Um, and yeah, I, I got up a copy from from Midland in Perth, actually. Uh, that's where I got that from, and um, yeah, I was like, let's just have a look at uh, Happy Valley, and I sent it over to Santa, and. Um, yeah, I'm so stoked you got that because I think we got it like a day apart. You even asked me, where'd you get mine from? Where'd I get mine from? And I was like, I don't want to reply to this message. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I really appreciate Santa for that. And um, yeah, I was actually stoked. I was having a rough day and put that on it. It uh, flipped it right around. So thank you. So Santa actually came and got me something as well. Um, so Santa brought me uh, Katy Perry's One of the Boys. 
the repress on pink, which, hey, mate, you can laugh all you want, but that record slaps. I wasn't expecting that, but no, I do like that album too. That record slaps. Um, that and Teenage Dream, I'm telling you, two of the best pop records of the the 2000s, up to 20, I think 2010, Teenage Dream came out. But they're like fucking really good records, in my opinion. Um, especially one of the boys. I literally nearly bought it like a few weeks ago, so I'm glad I didn't. Um, but it came with a tote bag that said, um, I kissed one of the hosts from the press conference podcast and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the best. <laughs> and when you put it in the sun, it changes color. It's cool. Uh, so yeah, Santa looked after me this year. Um, yeah, so stoked. Nice. Good old Santa. Good old Santa. <clears throat> uh, was there anything else we want to talk about before we get into the latter half of the episode today? No, I'm all topic down, I think. No? All topic Did down. we um, want to discuss <clears throat> the pickups of the year? Like, oh, that? Yeah. our final oh. pickups. <clears throat> what do you have one while me and Dave prepare? <laughs> I've got some to choose from, so I think we already know. Yeah, oh, I, I can go first if you like. I don't that's mind. That's great. That's a great call, yeah, me. Great call. Um, so I've got a couple. Uh, one of them was "Take This to Your Grave" by Fallout Boy. Oh, it was a, a um, the recycled variant. Um, I got that from Dutch Records. Um, online. Yeah. Uh, it was just a. Super, like, coincidental time that um, I had seen a tweet about it and I was like, when's it going to be my turn to own one? And then I Googled it and Dutch had one and I was like, no way. Um, nice. So, yeah, we contacted them to see what the colour was and everything and it was perfect. And so that was probably one of my finds of the year. Then also um, Pretty Odd that I had spoke about last episode. Yep that I was on, um, as well as Young Blood by Five Sauce. I finally got a clear variant of that. Um, then we've got Forever Halloween by The Main. I found that on eBay and it was signed and I've wanted a copy of that for a very long time, as well as my Overcast Kids 7-inch Fallout Boy find that was like a grail. I never thought I was yeah. going to ever own it and it was just one of those things on ebay that i it was like early in the morning and i was couldn't get to sleep and then yeah just had a look and it was there so they're my finds of the year what about you phil oh i like that so i had a few actually i'm, I'm actually surprised i've been talking to uh sean recently about just how much i've bought this year compared to in the past and you'd be pleased to know everyone and if i have any family or friends listening i have really slowed down this year even though you might not believe it um i've only like i've increased my record count that much year on year so i'm actually pretty happy with it and i'm sure we can talk about it after in the new year potentially uh, but i did get some grails that i actually been chasing for a long time so earlier in the year i got fast times at barrington high by the academy years uh, on a blue marble which i was really stoked about uh followed up by i got vertigo by eden it's a bit of a beat up copy but it's one that i've been after for a long time and it's quite hard to find um the boys helped me win a wheel uh, for With Roots Above and Branches Below by The Devil Wears Prada. Um, so that was like a really big get for me, especially in that midnight night, night sky tw- uh, swirl. Uh, Have Heart, Songs to Scream at the Sun, gifted by old mate, my pod bro, Dave. Uh, I absolutely cherish that record. Um, and I think it gets a good whack like every few weeks. Um, I got The Hope Test Press by Dream on Dreamer, which I know we don't talk about chasing test presses, but there's a few albums or EPs and a few bands that I really 
um, really value. So that was that was one that um, I picked up. And thank you, Aram, for, for hooking me up with that one. And is that all of the main ones? I think I'm really, I'm trying to think, sorry. Um, oh, and the Casey box set. It's time for us to bury our love. Um, that was a crazy story that I'm probably not going to share on the pod with how I got that. <laughs> but uh, that was just a wild fucking story. And I still can't believe that's how it panned out. Um, but I got a copy of it. And uh, yeah, I love it. Oh, and the story so far, when they, um, what you don't see, they repress their alternate cover of that record. And that was one that I'm, I'm so stoked to own now. Cool. Good pickups. What about you, Dave? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> let's see. I didn't really do much of a retrospective. One for me was the Glassjaw coloring book, the seven, Huge. 10, 12 inch rings that kind of go together. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to get a 12 inch version of that, but it only comes in the box, which is a bit unfortunate. The box is pretty cool, but how expensive uh, is that? It wasn't too bad. It was like 95 USD for five 12 inches. Is it the white one? A, a white cover with black vinyl. It was oh, like yeah, a gold one, cool. gold one that was like 112 or something. But um, okay. yeah, I've passed on that. Um, the other one that I got in was the Cave-In Until Your Heart Stops box set that I got. Huge. Oh, that was great. It was man. like $100 shipped inside of Australia, which was like less than... Unheard of. Less than... Uh, Retail from there. Um, Kiss Chasey, United Paper People was awesome to to get that in after yeah. a bit of time waiting for that to, to go through through the works. Um, also, the Fever Shack records, which I had a bit of a part in mm-hmm. getting them pressed. So it's so sick to see some local boys getting some love. And mm-hmm. the uh, the full collapse, full collapse 20-year box set as well, which is the three 10-inches. So it's like my yeah. sixth copy of that record. Probably don't need any more. And That's <laughs> coming to the end of the year, um, like finally adding Bronx One to the, the collection as well. So I've got the discovery discography there. And nice. um, yeah, it's pretty much it. Um, lots of, lot less than last year. Some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, really kind of, dialing it back a lot yeah it's awesome we all picked up some spicy stuff this Mm. year yeah there was definitely a few that were on my like grail list nick and i make a list every year of like things that we're hopeful for Uh but we don't intend to actually find and there's been a couple so yeah it's been a good year you know it was really hard the other day uh there was a rain in july test press um up for sale uh, it was pretty manageable too from a cost point of view. Uh, I was so close to buying it. I messaged the guy, but I just couldn't at the end. Like it didn't have both EPs on it. Um, why did you buy it in May? You're smiling. Did you guys get that? No, no, oh. no, we didn't. Damn. Uh, thought so long and hard about it. Um, but yeah, I didn't do it. I'm a new man. 2024, the year of uh, new year, new me. Love to see it. Anyways, <clears throat> should we move on to the uh, next bit? Yep, let's move on to the topic. Yeah, today. let's do it. Are we playing a track now, Dave? Are we playing a track, track later? Now. Let's play a bit of the track. Uh, we haven't decided what it is yet, but at the end, you'll hear it, and uh, we'll be back in uh, on the other side. Happy Christmas. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler.
dead leaves in a backyard pool Where did my life go? What a spectacular view All those old Irish songs at my grandfather's funeral Seventeen candles on a birthday cake so we've spoken about quite a few records this year, albums this year that came out uh, in anniversary style type of thing. Uh, but we've been looking back at 10, 20 years, uh, but we thought we'd just look back five years, especially on the back of our album of the year chat last week. Uh, this band released an album five years ago um, and it's uh, Trophy Eyes, The American Dream. I can't believe it's five years old. Yeah, it's kind of flown. I was kind of looking at the date yesterday and, thinking about where I would have been when it came out because I kind of jumped back on to Trophy Eyes in like 2020, so I'd been out a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you going around with a, a young kid because Harvey would have been just about one when it came out. So, yeah, pretty different time in my musical life then. It was probably very yeah. low listening time. Um, but yeah. it's the album that kind of got me back in love with them, to be honest. Yeah. How about you, May? Uh yeah, it's um the album that got me into them. Like I did listen to Chemical Miracle a little bit, but um The American Dream, yeah, was the album that what's my favorite album of theirs. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I just I really love the songs. Um it was the first time that I had actually seen Trophy Eyes live was when they were touring for that album. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a really interesting one. Like it came out, uh, I remember in 2018, I take myself back and, and my, my grandpa passed away two and a half months before this record came out. Um, and I know I didn't know you guys, but I went through a bit of a, like a mental breakdown when that happened. <laughs> and I like, I took like an extended period of time off work. I then quit my job, started a new job. It was just a real crazy time. Um, and I remember this record came out and it was funny because I, I loved Trophy Eyes through the earlier stuff and I really related to Chemical Miracle a lot. And then I think this was one of the first records of this new age of, you know, local bands that I really grew up loving that probably wrote a record that had a bit more positivity in it, especially coming from like John and Trophy Eyes, that it was very grim for like an EP and two albums. Um, <clears throat> I think this album just came out at a really interesting time and it kind of um, changed my scope on what I think music in the scene in 2018 at the time could be. Um, yeah, I, I really love this record. It's really interesting because listening to it like really deeply in, in kind of researching the, the topic or today, yeah. I kind of don't understand why it's called the American Dream when they talk a lot about Sydney and and all that kind of stuff in a lot of the tracks. Like, um, that's the only thing that puzzles me. Like, it's really catchy, and you kind of see it's like that transition album from the Chemical Miracle sound to what we have now with uh, Suicide mm. and Sunshine. It's like really yeah. um, dip, they dip their toes into that more melodic and the roller coaster of, of the record. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you have any idea, like, ideas on I the name? Yeah. So I know for a fact that, um, and this is just coming from, uh, this is comes from seeing John play solo shows because his solo record came out like a year after this or before. I can't remember when it came out soon. I think it was the same time. I can't remember. It was around, I think it was a year after maybe. Um, and he talks about it a little bit through 
uh, a symphony of crickets and, and tiptoe and things like that. Um, but he actually was in America. That's when he met his his girlfriend that he's still with, I think. Um, and he talks a lot about like when he used to sit there in, I think Texas it was, and he'd write music and he felt like, especially like if you're a big fan of John Floriani, like earlier he used to have like, he used to drink heaps, party heaps, um, like drugs, all that kind of stuff. And then he met his girlfriend from my understanding and, you know, he talked about it on stage a lot that she kind of saved him in a way from himself. And I feel like, although the songs don't necessarily lend itself to being about America and things, I feel that because I think he wrote a lot of these songs over there, um, it kind of helped change the way he, he viewed things. I think that has a bit to do about it, but that's just my guess. Yeah. Well, I guess that could be the American dream for him is like the, maybe like he met his dream girl cleaned up or cleaned up somewhat and yeah. then came out the other side. Yeah. I really want them to write a song about Melbourne though. Cause he lives in Melbourne now. Like just write me a song about Melbourne. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day, maybe that's in his, well, cause song he's, he's written the song on the new record called mm-hmm. Sydney uh, on this on in, in Lavender Bay is about yep. Sydney. And then he featured on bloody um, Agnes Manor's song about Sydney. So, like, come on, cut me some slack. Just give me a Melbourne song. <laughs> um, so this was recorded in Thailand, so that uh, Karma Studios. Yeah. I didn't realise that lots of bands actually use that. Heaps yeah. of bands use it. I mean, if you listen to the UNFD pod, which I think when they did their anniversary in Hearts Wake, talk about it. I know Hellions talked about it. Like a heap of bands, I think, from the local scene go there. Um, but I guess like May, you talked about, this was kind of your introduction to, uh, Trophy Eyes. How did you, how did you stumble across them? And, and, and was it just that their music style changed or what actually happened when you got into them? Um, I actually had tickets to the, they had a show for Chemical Miracle, I think it was in like 2017 Yeah. or so, um. And I was too sick to go. So Nick and I had to sell them that day. Was that um, the oh, I'm not too sure. Uh, That's so long ago. Go. I can't. <laughs> um, but I, I guess, um, that's how I was, I was already into them then. And then they released the American dream. Right. Um, and being a fan of, I think, being a fan of Slowly Slowly around the same time, it got me into um, more Australian music. Like I never really took notice of it, um, yeah. which sounds a bit silly, but like once <clears> I started getting into Slowly Slowly, I was like, oh, I want to listen to more Australian bands and yeah. kind of deep dive into that and Trophy Eyes being another one. I think they might have played songs on Triple J here and there. So, I, again, that's how I found Slowly Slowly. Um, yeah. And, yeah, that – that's how I really got into them um, and made me look more into other Australian bands. Um, I think that's really influenced my music um, and, yeah. Well, I didn't realise, I actually just looked it up, but um, St. Leonard's came out the same year, like a month later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is crazy, yeah. And I think Ten Leaf Clover must have come out earlier that year because I remember that being absolutely smashed on Triple J. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think, like, I mean, I know we're d- digressing and talking about slowly, but I can't, like, underestimate how much that song, even got friends of mine that weren't into alternative music talking about alternative music. Ten Leaf Clover was massive, especially in Melbourne, I think. Um, but anyways, I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think they um, definitely lean on that catchier side 
to music. So um, reading the reviews, you can, you can go and see that they're, they're going more of that pop route, but they haven't lost their roots. And I think this is like, you got the gang vocals in, in like more like you and it's just catchy and, yeah. and like, it's just like, you can, you can have fun listening to it and you can like take it in deep at the same time. Or like, you could be yeah. like, you could just put yeah, some yeah. background music. You can just chill, chill to, or you can actually just sit yeah. there and actually absorb everything as well. It's really interesting dynamic to have because it's hard to pull off. And I remember, like, I was, I, I reckon there was a good three or four years where I didn't miss a Trophy Eye show in Melbourne. Um, and I remember the, how much it shifted from, I mean, the Chemical Miracle show, the the first tour they did was maybe still the best Trophy Eye show I've ever been to. But the run of shows they did after the American Dream came out, I know they played, um, they played a Unifier, went to the Barwon Club Hotel in Geelong where they did, like, a pre-show. Uh, and they stayed, started playing a lot of these songs. And I actually felt when seeing them live, and, like, a lot of bands I say this, the songs seem like seamlessly fit into the yeah. set list. Yes, they stopped playing songs of you know their earlier records, the first two, um, but these songs like fit with Chemical Miracle, and I think it actually made the Chemical Miracle songs go harder. Um, and what I really loved is that like they didn't they didn't lose track of like songs like Daydreamer, that was like a staple in their set through the Chemical um, Chemical Miracle run. They still kept that in here. And even though this song has like a bunch of songs that you could deem a closer, <laughs> um, like there was still like this way that they they created their set list that really worked. And I remember they they went on a really ambitious like headline run for this record uh, and they played the Forum. It was the first time I think they played a room that big. They played Metro Theatre, Metro or Enmore Theatre in Sydney, uh, which is probably similar size, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, and like they, they sold out those rooms. Like it was crazy and it was – it was just a really impressive time, I think, and uh, I think it holds up well, despite all the hate it got at the start <clears throat> for being a bit too poppy. I think it holds up really well. Did he get hate from the fan base, or because I'm reading a lot of good reviews, except for like the Newcastle Herald, like got tens from Hysteria. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think it was really critically acclaimed, yeah. and I think a lot of people did love it, but there were still <clears throat> like every like group of and look we say we live in this little pocket of the internet that i think they're for taylor, for, for taylor swift fuck I'm, I'm nuts for trophy eyes half of their fans are probably like just sims like me like jackson probably like a little bit like you guys now maybe that just were like fuck trophy eyes sick this is great but then you've got another half who probably like the older stuff a bit more and that was a big thing like going to shows and and, and john would be like fuck it i don't want to play that new old shit like i don't i don't, I don't feel like that anymore um and people would like, yeah, he'd, he'd talk back, at, he'd clap back at crowds and stuff. Like, it wasn't like crazy, crazy that it's like controversial, but it was enough that, you know, yeah, people I picked up on yeah. it. Yeah. And I know people now that still like don't listen to this stuff. Yeah. Well, it was really hard to pick a fast five for this. And, and I mean, sorry, I don't want to go on a too much of a rant, but I think that's what makes Suicide and Sunshine so special. And I know we spoke about it last week, but I feel like Suicide and Sunshine captures the energy of this and the heart of this, but also has elements of the earlier stuff. And I think that's why it's so loved by so many people is because it just balances everything they've done. Um, and I think it's just a great love letter to their fans. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. I had a hard time picking a song <clears throat> from this. So like, as I said to you off mic, I think I, I dislike more songs off Suicide and Sunshine that I do from this. Like, well, can I ask before we get into it? So, if I know we didn't talk about prepping for this, but 
what would you say your top three trophy house records are in order? Do you know like what your one, two, three would be? Because I'm assuming it'd be out of the big three. Like it wouldn't be yeah. the earliest stuff. No, not really. Yeah. So like out of the three most recent records, how would you kind of rank them? Probably this, Suicide and Sunshine, then Chemical Miracle. Okay. Mm. I'm the same. Yeah, American Dream, Suicide and Sunshine, and then Chemical Miracle. Yeah, see, I'd probably do Suicide and Sunshine. I'd probably do The American Dream and then Chemical Miracle. But in saying that, Chemical Miracle has like my top three, two of my top three favorite Trophy Eye songs. So it's it's probably harder, but I think as an album, this is really good. But I still think Suicide and Sunshine is better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, interesting. I just wanted to put context before we get into the tracks. Hey. Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty close. Like all three of them could be number one. And like, yeah. mm. I do love Suicide and Sunshine. It's just like, this has got that kind of, I don't want to say nostalgia because I only started listening to it like two years ago, but that's the, the album yeah. that got me in. So that's the one I keep going. I go back to the- Did you not like, did you not listen to Chemical Miracle much when it came no. out? I listened to the EP and maybe uh, Men to Move On. So like yeah. the EP came out, what year did that? 2017 or 2016? Yeah. No, earlier than that. 2014, yeah. 15? I used to love that uh, May 24, is it? Yep. Yeah. So I used to love that. And then, yeah, Men to Move On came on, came out. Then I really just kind of stopped. 2013. 2013. 10-year-old band today, yeah. this year. Um, nice. Yeah, so I kind of just dropped off. Didn't really, they weren't really on the radar. I knew the, the artwork, but that's really it. Never really listened. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Anyways, is there anything else we want to say about this record before we move on to our top five favorite songs? No, nope, I'm good. No? No. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. I'll go first. See, I'm there. Oh, come on, Dave. Is that all right? Yep. Yeah, it's great. All right, so at five, I've got Autumn. Then yep. four is Miming in the Choir. Yep. Three is Lavender Boy. Lavender yep. Boy? Or Lavender Bay. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> number two is I Can Feel It Calling. And number one mm-hmm. is More Like You. Nice. <clears throat> uh, I'm happy to go okay. next. Or do you want to go, May? Yay. Oh, I don't mind either way. So my, so I try, you know, I found it really hard to do. I have a definitive number one, which I'll get to, but the next four songs have changed so much over the years. I landed on these four and honestly, it's because of the nostalgia they bring me when I see them live and just thinking back to those moments that made me love these songs. Um, so number five for me was Miming in the Choir. Number four is Lavender Boy. I mean, I mean, Bay. It's okay. <laughs> number three, Friday Forever. Number two, something bigger than this. All four of those tracks absolutely go fucking so hard live. So that's a big reason why I picked those. And then number one, I'm very basic. I can feel it calling the closer. Just oh, gets me in my feels. It's such a good closer. Yeah. What about you, May? Uh, so like we discussed off mic before that, um, it was really hard to put numbers yeah. with these. Um, but my top five are number five, More Like You, number four, Lavender Bay, 
Number three, Friday Forever. Number two, mm-hmm. You Can Count On Me. And number one is I Can Feel It Calling. Again, Whoa. I'm basic. Let's go, mate. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, also, honourable mention to Miming in the Choir and Broken. I really yeah, like those songs sense. as well. But, yeah, I Can Feel It Calling. It's a really good song. Um, Great. And I love all the, like, um, all of these songs are just really catchy. Um, yeah. The sing-along parts, it's so good. I love seeing them live. Um, yeah. yeah, they're just really good songs. Oh, man, I'm all giddy now. I want to see them play these songs again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Great record, just absolutely phenomenal. And I will say, I mean, talking about closers, Trophy Eyes uh, do, the, do a closer so good. Like, they could give lessons on how good their closers are. Every record they've had, album they've had, because... I mean, Fortunate's fine, but it's probably not as good as like Penfold State Forest, best song on that record. Daydreamer, in my opinion, is their best song. Like, I love that song. Um, I Can Feel It Calling, I think, it's just obviously my favorite song on the record. And even though Epilogue isn't my favorite song of Suicide and Sunshine, it's so good. <laughs> they just know how to do it. They do them in pairs as well. The last two are yeah. done in pairs. Yes. So works really yes. well. Oh, that was fun. I'm really, I'm feeling good now. I'm going to go fucking spin this. Although I've listened to it like all day, I'm going to go and put it on because uh, I really love this record. Me too. I go back to it a lot. I think it was like my fourth most streamed, most spun album of last year. That's right. It was two like, that year. Yeah. So I've, I've smashed it. Yeah, nice. Well, should we move on? Yeah. Don't worry, we're nearly done, everyone, so <laughs> you can get on with your week. Um, but what we are going to talk about, so obviously it's the end of the year. We're going to take a, a little bit of a, a scheduled break. Um, we are going to leave you with some juicy stuff over the next few weeks, though, um, maybe some seasonal, topical things. Um, but, yeah, we won't. We probably won't be back in your ears properly until, like, early Jan, early to mid-Jan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be nice to actually take a bit of a break. Yeah. It's going to be uh, good to reset, uh, hit the ground running next year, and and kind of see what we've got in the in the shoot ready to go. I'm really proud of. We have not missed an episode uh, since we said we came back for year two, which is actually crazy yeah. considering the first year we found it so hard to keep on top of. Like, I'm proud of us. I know I said this before in a few weeks ago, but I'm proud. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been busy. Uh, it certainly feels good getting them out weekly, and um, yeah, we we really stuck to our guns, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and obviously may thank you so much for joining us uh as a part of the team like it's so good having a third person thanks for having me i love being a part of this team and doing stuff when i when i do it um i, I promise there will be more next year um but yeah it's been fun i love being able to get involved like before being part of this when i'd listen i'd sit there and be like oh, the stuff I could say right now, like sort of thing. And I'd always message you guys like, here are my thoughts. So it's been nice to be able to jump on and give my thoughts. And Step one, get May so- on the pod. Step two, you can come back and interview some bears yep. next year. Step three, profit. <sighs> yes. <laughs> let's get the main on. Let's get the main on and let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's <laughs> let's do it. Main it happen. <laughs> Let's May could happen. Yeah. Maybe we'll start with like towns or something, and then we'll move up to the mains. <laughs> Maybe you guys can yeah. do a slide with this pod. <laughs> they will not come on. They'll, they'll listen to the previous episodes and be like, man, these guys talk shit. 
May. That's really sweet that you think that I listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool. So thanks, thanks everyone for listening this year so far today. Um, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Helps the show a lot. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. We also have the Press Conference Society Facebook group. If you're not a part of that, please go and join. Um, there's a whole lot of info on there that Phil will be posting, um, as well as we can make some conversations about future episodes. And always we love the feedback and conversations generated by our topics and we love to hear from you. Well done, mate. Let's go. I'm getting replaced. <laughs> this, is, this is good. <laughs> uh, Mer- happy holidays to everyone. Uh, thank you so much for an amazing year and uh, I might see you sooner than you yep. think. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> happy holidays.